Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the CFN Arena for another exciting night of Character Fight Night Recharged. My name is Josh, and joining us, as always, at the desk is Jim. What's up, everybody? Dude, it's so good to be back. We're back. We're back. In action. In verbal We're back. Action. Yes. The boys are back in town. And Carson. Hi, oh, I'm a boy and I'm back in town. <laughs> he's, he's the boys. Yeah, he's the boys. I'm, I'm but a boy. Yeah. Back in town. <laughs> Carson's back in town. Carson's back in town. <laughs> yeah, that's the secret verse yeah, that right. nobody knew. Yeah. No one knows that that song was actually about having COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Which one I did, of, like, one of my, my favorite YouTubers that I watch, like they, cause like for a while, like saying COVID or stuff like that was like, got you demonetized or it was like a big no-no what? on like YouTube and stuff like that. So Why? they had to do like, because it was such a topic of debate, but like, so yeah, they, but it's not the same as it like exists. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Crazy. But anyway, <laughs> so it's like to avoid that, they like came up with like a code word for it. So they called it the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. So it was like, <laughs> oh if, you, if you, like, you got COVID, then you got tickets to the Backstreet yeah. Boys reunion tour, and they'd be like, "Look out, everybody!" Like the Backstreet reunion reunion tour is going around. Like, I'll dang. tell you from experience, it still costs less. Recent experience. Tickets. <laughs> To Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Yo, have you been seeing the pictures of the concert? Yeah. Like, dude, it's insane. Like, imagine yeah. like being in the nosebleeds and then going up higher. Like, yeah. you know, because like the whole like stadium is filled. Yeah. If I went up that high, I would just jump off the backside. <laughs> <laughs> and not just because you're listening to Taylor Swift. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm no, kidding. Up, I'm kidding. You get up that high at a Taylor Swift concert, you got to be careful of getting shaken off. Shake it off. <laughs> shake it off. Ooh. <laughs> So I tonight's fight. That's the only song I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> tonight's fight is going to be a really fun one, actually. We threw a, a really interesting stipulation. Yes. Really fun stipulation. And we got two fun spy characters. I think Carson put it best before the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got a man child versus a child man. <laughs> 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 well, well put. <laughs> I, I'm gonna leave it up to you guys to <laughs> decipher which one is the man child and which one is the child man <laughs> should be pretty obvious but so we have nigel uno from kids next uh code name kids, kids next, next door. door candy versus sterling archer representing archer formerly isis <laughs> oh uh, himself but uh but he- they're in a match or a setting or a, a competition that we call an espionage extravaganza. Try dum, to say that dum, three dum, times. Dum, <laughs> yeah. Dum, 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 hey, wrong dum, espionage. Dum, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise comes <laughs> running out of nowhere when he's, he's yeah, contractually obligated to run yeah, all like, his movies. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to walk just up to you. No. Tooth? Yeah, he's just going to have a middle tooth. Yeah. We should have a, a, a foot race between... Um, Tom Cruise and Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would have been an amazing stipulation for like with like Stewie as the special guest referee. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so basically a uh, espionage extravaganza, extravaganza is so here's how it's going to go down. There is a building that Nigel Uno needs to break into uh-huh. stealthily and steal a certain device and Archer has to stop him by either capturing him and capacitating him or anything like that. Yeah. If Nigel Uno can 
sneak his way in and sneak his way out with the device, he wins. If Archer can stop him, he wins. We we basically did this to keep a grown man from beating the snot out of a child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would have gone that way, but... <laughs> he was pretty lazy. <laughs> man, CFN's really gone downhill when he <laughs> Uh, I mean, consider the source. H. John Benjamin isn't like the most fit person. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, that's a cool match that we can do. They the Battle of the Benjamins get out of, <laughs> of the world. The two are allowed to use their counterparts too. So like, Nigel is allowed to use the kids next door. Oh God, um, Archer is allowed to use his. Oh, man. Well, I guess now that I'm like saying rag. that, like Lana's probably the only competent. I was like, yeah, right. I was like, Archie gets to use his ragtag team yeah. of whatever. Just coked up Pam. Oh, <laughs> so that's superhuman level right there. Yeah. We should do that. Like versus like Superman, like just yeah. Pam versus oh Superman. One day. Super Pam. <laughs> uh, so now that we have covered kind of the, the competition tonight, we're going to send it over to John, who's standing by at the way station to get this night started. John, take it away. Welcome, everyone, to the weigh-in for tonight's matchup. Stepping up to the scale, Nigel Uno. Nigel Uno weighs in at 91 pounds, standing 4 feet, 10 inches tall. All right, so first up, we got a uh, Nigel Uno, uh, who is the top agent of Kids Next Door, uh, which is a organization uh, entirely composed of children um, who fight, as they say, adult tyranny, yeah. which I feel like is a noble cause. A very noble cause. I feel like um, that's we, what we fight as adults now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, that's, it's so heart wrenching because, like, in the show, when you turn thirteen, uh, they kick you out and they wipe oh, your memory. Oh, dude, it's brutal. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you got to have yeah. some adults because that also yeah. want to fight children, you know, <laughs> or like, or don't want to fight children. Well, they've worked with, like, yeah. adults. But anyways, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy because they have, like, a whole, like, ISS that's just, like, they're, like, <laughs> yeah. home base. They have, like, yeah, an international base, space. Yeah. yeah, like, they have, yeah, it's a moon base. They got base. boots on the moon. Yeah, which is insane for, like, <laughs> yeah. kids. Yeah. Man, the parents electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for that treehouse. Um... Uh, he's voiced by uh, Ben Diskin, uh, who is also the voice of Number Two. Number Number Two. two. Number two. Um, so he does vo- multiple voices within the show. He also is in a ton of anime. If you watch any anime, you've probably heard his voice, uh, including Naruto. We just uh, talked about how he's uh, Sai, the kind of discount Sasuke replacement when Sasuke leaves the village, and they're like, "Don't, oh, don't no. do Sai that way." <laughs> we need- we need a third guy. <laughs> we need a third emo guy. <laughs> discount Sasuke. Dude. He's just brooding and gray enough to yeah, be like, a, yeah. like Sasuke. Uh, he's not. He's not as brooding. That's no, why. That's why yeah. Sakura doesn't like him. But, right. Yeah. If he was more still, brooding. He's still very gray though. <laughs> well, he's like, like he's like a mo- very Sasuke gray. Yeah. Yeah. His whole character arc is very. Um, I have to learn how to talk like a person. <laughs> so I read it out of a book. Yeah. <laughs> to be a person. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, like, 
Nigel Uno really is like, I, I think I kind of described him for those of you who have never seen the show. He's very much like a kid Picard. He's like yeah. this bald football headed, you know, guy who's just like, got so what if you've never accent. seen kids next door or Star Trek? Well, then you're SOL, I guess. I'm SOL. You're very, you're very, uh, yeah, but you know who Picard is though. You know who is, like, yeah. you at least yeah. know Patrick who, uh, yeah, who Patrick Stewart is. And he's also based on a lot of like spy motifs too. So just classic spies of like, you know, all different franchises. He's got a little bit of each of those British accent. He's got like yeah, that, he's got a really bad he, British accent. He, he does the British accent himself, which I think is really funny. That's just yeah. like not who he yeah, is. His, his right? dad, if I remember correctly, his dad might be British. I remember in the movie you learn about his dad. His dad might have a British accent. Yeah, because I'm like, I feel like but I don't I think he was raised in England. No, yeah, so. <laughs> so I think it's just to be he cool and also moon. rough, <laughs> yeah. rough to be nine year old, nine years old and bald. Like, oh, dude, yeah, he's like bald. That's like, a tough spot yeah, to bald be is in. like hella quick. Like shiny bald. Unless he's like, he has alopecia and then he's just like a role model for all the... Could be, yeah, I guess people. I didn't consider that. And uh, I'd like to take this moment to formally apologize to those... I was like, uh, Anthony Kerrigan just landed the role of uh, oh, yeah. alopecia. Lex yeah. Luthor. Yeah, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, you, you got me there? <laughs> I was like, yeah, the ball. Oh, yeah, uh, metamorpho. Yeah. yeah. Oh, never thought of that, yeah. okay. No metamorpho. <laughs> He's not whole hang. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any, um, like, without getting into strengths and weaknesses and stuff, are there any, like, special characteristics or anything that Nigel, you know, um, obviously he's, like, a good leader. He's, yeah. he's number one. But, um, um. Well, he's kind of got a bit of a legacy. We kind of referenced his dad, and uh, his dad was a former, like, one of the first Kids Next Door agents when he was a kid. And then, obviously, got his memory wiped and stuff like that. So, like, Nigel Uno discovering that his dad kind of helped found the whole thing. I think um, he's got it in his blood a little bit of just being a great uh, candy agent. I will say, he does have a badass pair of sunglasses on there. He's got a very early 2000s <clears throat> pair of sunglasses yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah so it was like wrap around yeah he was always like really cool like i think uh like that it's weird because i am uh like i do i like to wear long sleeves and shorts like i do mm-hmm. it like it doesn't matter what time of year it doesn't matter like what like how hot it is i was like i always wear a long sleeve shirt and like a pair of shorts or whatever and i feel like this show is where i got that inspiration <laughs> from because of the is amount of characters neck? his is a turtleneck yeah but like you know uh like number five does it i yeah. think too sometimes number three has like her like long sleeve shirt oh, and like that really long sleeve yeah, yeah but it's like i don't know like i feel like i could trace back but yeah so just that we yeah just fashion icons the kids next door yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so i want to give a little backstory on the show itself before we move on um obviously they're from a show called uh, codename kids next door mm-hmm. which uh was on cartoon network which we're all familiar with you know yeah. Growing up watching Cartoon Network, Cow and Chicken, boo, boo. Billy Mandy. Um, it premiered in on December 6, 2002 and ran for um, about six years. Uh, 
concluded in January 20, uh, 21st, 2008. Six seasons and 78 episodes That's and two so television crazy. movies. Yeah. And each each one of those episodes, they come up with a, an acronym for the name of the episode. Which is, too. I thought was yeah. super cool. <laughs> Yo, okay. Just to like really cool. bring this back, I have episodes of Codename Kids Next Door on a Game Boy Advance SP cartridge. Like the little like clicking cartridge. No way. Like, <laughs> So you can watch one like pixels. I don't remember which episodes. It's yeah. been so long because I have a few episodes of SpongeBob too that are like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like one of the another fun trivia for you is like number one's code name is number one because his surname is Uno, which is Spanish for one. <laughs> <sighs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> So I was trying to do a Carson bug joke like he did that one that like, like got us real good. But you will never do a Carson. I know. Bug joke. <laughs> I put a lot of work into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the difference because I put that into mine. So. <laughs> Little backstory on Nigel Uno, number one. Number one. And now that's going to take us back to the way station with John to weigh in our second competitor of the night. Our... Man child. <laughs> <laughs> now stepping up to the scale, Sterling Archer. Archer weighs in at 184 pounds, standing six feet, two inches tall. Yeah, Sterling Mallory Archer, one of the, uh, like, one of my favorites, uh, like cartoon characters, I guess, to like come out of like the last like codename Duchess. 15. Codename <laughs> Duchess. I don't remember how he got that, but yeah, it was very interesting. It was uh, Mallory's, Mallory's dog's dog. name. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah, because yeah, his middle name is portrait. Mallory, so yeah. his mom's name is yeah. So he's named after his mom, but he's a top agent at IAA, which was formerly ISIS, which is no longer ISIS for. Uh, Obvious reasons. Well, yeah, we're talking about this. The, the, the sh- a lot of people might not know. I feel like this is a good yeah. public service announcement is that Archer came out before ISIS was a terrorist organization. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know that that was going to be a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, for obvious reasons, they changed that. So um, when they finally made their way back around to being a, a spy agency, they, be, they were the IAA. Um, he is considered the world's deadliest spy, which... I guess it's true because he has killed a lot of people. Yeah, maybe uh, not the most competent spy, but I think <laughs> deadliest is the right adjective. When he felt like killing them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Or <laughs> accidentally killed somebody. Huge. Or like, yeah. Uh, he he is what we would say, uh, like in D&D terms, is always rolling one. <laughs> He's just a constant, like critical failure roll. Well, I, I think you say a murder hobo. Oh, that, no, that's <laughs> I, say, I think all of his points were rolled into charisma. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, even then, like sometimes his charisma gets him into trouble. Um, but yeah, he was also voiced by H. Don Benjamin, who also did uh, Bob's Burgers. So he was the titular character in Bob's Burgers and uh, in home movies. Coach as well, McGirt. Coach McGurk. Um, there was a, I can't remember which season, I think it was season three or season four. Uh, they did a crossover episode with Bob's Burgers and, uh, Archer. and Archer, where yeah. Archer woke up and he was Bob <laughs> Bob Belcher yeah, until he, was, he got his he was memory like back. Undercover. And he lost as his like memory. a, as like a, yeah, at a burger joint or whatever. 
I mean, yeah. So anyways, that, but yeah, like that's kind of a cool little thing just because it was like, you know, obviously he was voiced by the same character. So that it was cool. And he doesn't that. change his voice. Like it's just talks. That's just his voice. So I also want to mention he voiced Carl from Family Guy, the guy who liked to talk about movies and worked at the convenience store. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. And, uh, I want to plug his show. He has a, a short-lived show called uh, hey, John Benjamin Has, has a Van. Yes. Same era is, as Nathan for you. Kind which of. is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. That was out of like, that at that time, that kind of show was out of my comedy range. Um, but I think now it's, it's totally worth it going now. back. Oh, yeah. it's totally like, I think yeah. I need to go back and check yeah. that one out because I love those types of like sketch comedies and stuff like that. Yeah, he would pop up in Nathan for you every once in a while as like <laughs> <laughs> just a jerk trying to screw him over. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, so Archer has been among a spy. He's been a drug runner, a private investigator, a jungle plane pilot, and a spaceship captain. Um, and some of those were... Uh, <laughs> merely a dream while he was in a coma uh <laughs> after the uh the whole isis thing i think uh the show archer went in kind of some odd directions that they had to i think get away from the uh yeah the isis the isis logo so well, they, they really they really explored their potential as a show by yeah. just doing every genre and just yeah exactly yeah. so but yeah i uh i do very highly recommend archer just as like yeah. one of, like one of the adult animation <clears throat> shows uh that's out there you know it, it's uh, it's up there, guys. Yeah, I was, I was watching a lot of episodes today for mm-hmm. this, and I was just kind of jumping around to some of my favorites. And there's like every season has one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, so it's like it's always good. Yeah, there's so many iconic like moments from like those shows, which is incredible. He has a lot of like very interesting uh, characters uh, that he is a. Uh, forced to be surrounded by uh, I think Krieg is Krieger's probably one of my <laughs> his evolution from just kind of like a normal scientist guy to just off the wall oh they went crazy. so far off the deep end with Krieger dude like once they realized he started catching on they're like yeah. yeah they just kept going with it once they made him like the son of a Nazi they were like yeah he can just be whatever <laughs> uh, I want to uh, sorry I've got a lot of digression tonight yeah. but I just learned that the the guy who created Archer um, Adam Reed also uh-huh. co-created C Lab 2021. I can see that. Remember that? I can see that. That's very much. I never watched it, it was but I remember swim, seeing it. Uh, much in the vein of like uh, Space Coast Coast to Coast, like that whole okay. that like adult animation block, and like yeah. uh, like Adult Swim back in the day and stuff like that after like the eleven o'clock hour because it used to be like I remember Adult like Swim would come on 10. at like eleven and it would be like Futurama when you had to sneak out of your room yeah, to watch right. it. <laughs> um, Yes, I, I can absolutely see that though. That's very much in the same in the same vein as like Archer. It's just silly, yeah. like um, over the top kind comedy. of situational comedy in a weird way. Yeah. So, a little information on Archer. Um, cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Famously <laughs> cool guy. <laughs> it premiered uh, September seventeenth, two thousand nine. Uh, ran on FX. Oh, Jesus, really. Yep, ran on FX. uh, Ran on FX until 2016, um, and then it was picked up by FXX. So I just transitioned to the the more adults. Yeah, FXX. I think it was their like more adult centered like TV shows. They're heading towards FXXX. Where? Let's hope not, because they got some weird shows on there. Yeah, it is currently still on in uh, on FXX, and the new season is set to premiere August. 30th oh heck yeah year. dude i, I might did need to not go check know that, that i thought yeah. that they had wrapped up 
Fourteenth season, fourteenth and final season. Oh, oh so, gotcha. they have plans yeah. too. Yeah, so they are wrapping it up. Yeah, <laughs> they just haven't yet. I thought after uh, Jessica Walter had died, maybe they were going to kind of wrap up the show too. Mm. Which, by the way, mm. one of the funniest women of all time, Mallory Archer, Jessica Walter. Yeah, great comedic um, woman, and <laughs> that that whole show just has like a very very strong cast with like yeah. you know H. John Benjamin and like his, his, the way he is Chris Parnell mm, who is yeah. like you know Cyril. like pretty historically That's funny right. in a lot yeah. of his like in a lot of his stuff that he did yeah. Aisha mm. Tyler does a really great job in that show yeah. like it's just just being mad at yeah <laughs> like you know it's um, such a Judy Greer. Judy Greer that's who I was trying to yeah. think of yeah just being crazy yeah Judy yeah <laughs> so now you have a little background on Mr. Sterling Archer. And that's going to take us to tonight's ad before we jump into tonight's action. Good day, or should I say, good evening, agent. You're about to accept a high-risk mission, if you choose. However, don't get caught without the latest spy tech gear and gadgets. Come see me down at Go Go Gadgets Emporium. I'm just three blocks past the mysterious stranger on the left at my undisclosed location. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. So while Sterling Archer sets up his defenses in he the just building, the gun <laughs> takes a shot. Right uh, and Nigel Uno preps his uh, attack plans. Let's go down to John, who's standing by for tonight's intros. John, it's all yours. The following contest is an espionage extravaganza. Introducing first, armed with wit, gadgets, and a never-ending determination to fight for kids' rights. He's here to show that age is just a number when it comes to saving the day. From Codenames Kids Next Door, he is number one, Nigel Uno! And his opponent. Prepare yourselves for the charismatic spy with a license for mayhem. With a martini in one hand and a pistol in the other, he's ready to charm, disarm, and leave his opponents shaken and stirred. The world's deadliest spy from ISIS, but not that ISIS, Sterling Archer! So round one, we're going to touch on Nigel Uno and some of his strengths and weaknesses and and the like. So, uh, Carson, I know you kind of kicked off with his background. Um, what does Nigel Uno bring to tonight's uh, contest? Well, um, he's got a lot of uh, strengths. Um, I think one thing that's going to come in particularly uh, helpful tonight is his um, experience and skill in fighting adults, specifically. <laughs> I mean, that's what he based <laughs> like his whole career off whole, of. Yeah. It's his whole thing is, like, fighting adults with, like, Various powers and abilities and weird weapons. That is I, fair. Yeah, yeah. I somehow remember like a plunger gun. 
Yeah, yeah, or like this the common cold guy who would shoot snot. And oh stuff. my god, why well, you just unlocked the cold yeah. memory? Like, dude, it's been a minute since. But that's really interesting just, because you think like, oh, he's like a four foot ten, like ten year old kid, but he yeah. exclusively fights an adult. But adult. that's his, yeah. yeah, that's his caliber of enemies. Like, <laughs> we got it in. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, he's got a lot of skills. Uh, he's defeated things like giant robots just like for training. That's how he trains. That's how he gets better stays stays sharp um he can kick down metal doors which <laughs> is like basically was he wearing like timberlands like yeah <laughs> that are also rockets he is basically because i was thinking about this on the way over and i'm like one of the things that makes this an entirely like fair fight at the end is is his we've talked about cartoon uh what's physics. the word huh? yeah like his, he's got like the cartoon physics and he yeah. has like uh like the the nigh invulnerability because of the fact that he's a cartoon character in that yeah. way. Like Archer's very much the same, but not in the same way. It's like he doesn't have that Looney Tune esque. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, but I think I think if a bullet did hit Nigel Luno, it would still do. Correct. <laughs> if he didn't have the ability yeah. to dodge like yeah. point blank gunfires, yeah, I think he's incredibly agile. Yeah. I think one of his big uh, strengths in this fight, since it's not well, I say fight in this competition. Yeah. Um, since oh, it's sure not a hand to hand combat necessarily, yeah. I think that him being a natural leader and a very good tactician yeah. is going to give him a huge bonus to yeah. also putting him on the infiltration side, uh, kind of makes use of his smaller stature. I right? agree. Cause yeah. like he's, he's in the yeah. air vents. He's, he's infiltrating. He's, he's sneaking around, um, and and I, it's 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 a little bit easier for him than say if yeah. the rules had been reversed. And I think here we do have like a few weaknesses and stuff for him too. But I'm 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 hard pressed to say that these are going to come into, you know, maybe the overconfidence. But like we have like that he's overly paranoid and too reckless. And I'm not a hundred percent sure how well that these are because right. this is a solo mission for him essentially. Like you know, he's gonna ha- probably have the other kids next door with him, but the mm-hmm. idea behind this is causing diversions. Probably, probably a yeah. solo mission. So you know, like at this point, so he's just gonna sacrifice his team. It's <laughs> hard to be. He's gonna trust his team to to handle this drunken adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be reckless when it's like I don't know when I guess it's just yeah. you on the line in a way where it's like yeah. being overly paranoid and like too reckless is because that's how it like. I don't know. I feel like you're, you're playing with your, I don't know. It's such a weird way for me to put it. Yeah. But I think you guys kind of understand yeah. what I'm talking about. I mean, about. I think, I think another just obvious weakness is what we were talking about, which is that he's a child. A child. <laughs> he's small. <laughs> uh, he's got small bones, you know, like, brittle. He's, he's very bones. brittle. Yeah. He's but, very brittle. You know, he also is pretty durable. Like he, it says here in the notes that he survived the moon base crashing back into earth without a scratch, mm. which is a bit of the cartoon physics, but it's also like, yeah. You know, just knowing His, knowing how to survive yeah. um, a spaceship like a crash. crash landing. But both of these guys have survived a lot. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I know like, Archer survived a few yeah. explosions and stuff that he probably shouldn't have. And then you just hear him coming out. Of the <laughs> Archer also survived cancer. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> you hear him coming out after explosions, just mob, mob, mob. So, <laughs> and that's like the, the, how you survive explosions. Yeah. So, um, what impulsiveness, what? I think is going to be a weakness of his, um, yes. he's known to be impulsive. So I think that's going to be his biggest weakness here is well, he's, he's got a child. The, he's got the impatience of a child. Yeah. 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 So there is one, uh, weakness and it's his lack of flexibility. And let me, let me 
explain before <laughs> before people get weird thoughts in their head. You, you introduced the idea of weird thoughts. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Yeah, I'm the instigator. Uh, it's more him being flexible to getting away from protocols and, and rules and playing by the rules. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, he's a very by-the-book. Yeah, yeah, he's a child man. It says he's going <laughs> to struggle with improvisation and finding creative solutions outside of established procedures. So... Being able to think outside the box might not be his strongest suit, but if he has the other numbers with him, they might be able to put their heads together and come up with a, you know, they would fill in the gaps that he is lacking. Whereas Whereas, Archer is like literally the opposite. He is off book all the time. He doesn't even have a copy of the book. He doesn't know how to read. (laughs) I'm I'm sure he doesn't know how to read. Yeah, He threw the book out a long time ago. (laughs) Um, He uses it to store his liquor. Yeah, he hollowed out the book yeah. to put a flask in it. <laughs> it's like, let me look at the book. Yeah. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> Need some liquid courage. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, um, I, I touched on some of his, you know, a couple of his weaknesses, but I want to give, uh, number one, uh, a little more uh, positivity coming from my direction here. Um, he is very, <laughs> you don't want to talk about how much he sucks the whole time. <laughs> um, he is, um, being a member of the kids next door. He is a highly skilled, um, hand to hand combatant. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you talked I mean, about, we have to keep in mind that he is like the number one, like I, for lack of a better term, like, yeah, like literally like the he's number the one top, agent, like the, the top, top kid, agent, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And not the, that's not just because he's the main character of like, it's because <laughs> his last name is Uno. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about how there inevitably there is going to be some hand-to-hand combat yeah. once they get, you know, in the same room or uh-huh. something. So he is going to be able to hold his own. If not come out on top, we'll, we'll find out. But, Correct. um, and then, um, he is, uh, determined and very persistent. Yeah. So we've talked about how, like you have that drive, you have that, um, that willpower, and sometimes that's a that's a game changer. It's also it can also be a weakness too because we've seen his we've seen that come back to bite him in the show. Like I know you said you haven't seen the show, um, but we've seen that become an issue for him where he he become like tunnel vision on yeah. his like uh, on his goal, and sometimes it takes his his uh, yeah. his comrades to snap him out of that. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so I mean, sometimes like yes, but that can also be to his detriment as yeah, well too, because that can, because he could be easily blindsided if he isn't careful and he's like, and I think that's kind of where some of like, the overconfidence comes in, um, and like the recklessness is just like, but it's like stuff that inherently comes with being a child. Like you're not, you're not, you don't have that like, you haven't built up that mental capacity to be able to like. Yeah. You know, even some adults haven't been able to do that, like, you know, to stop yourself and be like, all right, I need to recenter and kind of just go at it and, and figure out the, the best plan of attack instead of just risking myself in this kind of scenario. But I also feel like, um, you know, in the same way that he does stick to sort of a, a plan of action, he also does rely on his enemies to do the same. Because I, I feel like a lot of the oh, show yeah. is him, like, knowing how, like his enemies are going to react to certain things. Well, it's all patterns. Like if you look yeah. at like the father and then uh, like the, the delightful children down the lane that we right. both have is like caliber of enemies on here. They have all consistently done the same thing. Every, every encounter pretty much. There hasn't yeah. really been too much like variety 
from his his enemies and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So going up against the chaotic energy of Archer is going to be a little bit hard to contend with if you're just kind of like used to being able to you know see things coming. Yeah. And that's sort of like your style, right? Is you do this, and then if if I do this, I know you'll do that. You know, like yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for round one. Now you know a little bit more about Nigel Uno. And that is going to lead us right into round two, where we talk about uh, Manchild. <laughs> uh, it's weird It's Archer. weird to put Manchild and World's Deadliest Spy in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> like it just doesn't roll you, off the tongue. You've got it. You've got it right here. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I like really couldn't get my throat to clear, and so I was like, I need a second. I need a Heimlich. Huh? Yeah. But here we are with Sterling Archer, so let's get into round two. So, Archer, Jim, <laughs> he's a, you know, he's an adult, but he acts like a child, but he's also very skilled. There's a lot of depth to Archer, yeah. um, ironically. Um, what, what kind of things do you think he's going to bring it's, into the, it's the competition? It's very here? interesting with him because he, like, we talked about caliber of enemies as something I kind of want to start off with because we, we can't overlook the fact that he goes toe-to-toe quite often. He often loses, but the fact that he can kind of go toe-to-toe with a freaking cyborg is like something like, you know, Barry the Cyborg, who is like at this point is pretty much his his Main mortal nemesis, enemy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you <laughs> know, so, nothing more than to see him perish. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I mean, you know, he's obviously very proficient in melee weapons and firearms and explosives and stuff. But like that's how you get to be the top spy and one of the deadliest men in the world. Like it, it's very, you know, like hand-to-hand combat, vehicular combat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, of course, he's got like a very athletic background as well, too, with being like an expert scuba driver. He used to play lacrosse as a kid and stuff like that. So it's it's he is peak physical human. Yeah. He's just not peak mental. human. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he subsists off a um, diet of mostly alcohol and that's what gives him his abs. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> Somehow. If only it worked that way, right? <laughs> I think one of his big benefits is going to be not only his um, quick wit, yeah. where he's able to think kind of on his feet, but he's also able to think of like really good quips. Oh, while dude, he, does he is it. incredibly Sometimes like, he can't hand it though. Sometimes he's like, ah, I had something for this. Yeah, and it'll, <laughs> it'll like stop himself. And yeah. Do you want so is that going to be a drawback? Like, oh, wait, I can't fight you until yes. I think about this. Yes, quick. absolutely, 100%, because he is a narcissist. Like, he like he wants to be he, he wants to be the best guy in the world, but he also wants to be, like, the funniest guy in the room. He wants to make sure that everybody's paying attention to him, that, you know, he knows what he's doing. So it's like, you know, say, you know, he sets up a trap. And, you know, this, like, this is something we can talk a little bit more about, like, when we get, but he sets a trap. Nigel Uno discovers it and he was like, no, no, no. Like that was super cool. We got to do it again. Like go, go back and do it again. Like, you know, like we, like we had to see this. I needed something to see this. Yeah. It's like stuff like that. As soon as it doesn't work out, like something that he plans doesn't work out. He immediately is just going to pull out a clock. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah, so that's absolutely to his detriment. And like, you know, his mom is going to be there. I want to (laughs) touch on what you just said though, about the, uh, the traps and him yeah. being disappointed is he's actually one of his weaknesses is he's extremely emotional. So yeah. I think like you kind yeah, of, it's the you, alcohol. You, well, yes, <laughs> it is, but it's also him as a person. He's 
um, he's just really emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. So like if you take away something from him that he really wanted, he's going to get mad. He's going to throw like a bitch fit. Yeah. Like a kid. Yeah. He's going to throw a tantrum. Yeah. yeah. And so and it's because his mom didn't love him enough growing up. And so, so well, it could be a big drawback when you're going against someone who is out to who is pretty, disable all of your, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your cool traps that you laid and everything. Um, With his two by four technology. I just remember that they call it that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. They do. It's funny. Cause as a kid, you never catch that, but it's yeah. like, as an adult, it's because probably most of this shit's just made out of wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that Barry is the head of the KGB now. <laughs> oh dude, absolutely. He's like worked his way up the, uh, like up the, up the political ladder, if you will, to try to get to be the opposite of Archer. Um, I had to throw this in at the end. I don't know if you guys saw that on the caliber of enemies uh, side of Archer because <laughs> all we had in there at the time was Barry and I was just like literally anyone he meets <laughs> is becomes an enemy of his at some point. He has a very good penchant for pissing people off and just making enemies out of everybody, whether it's his friends or not. So um, uh, he has a knack for getting under people's skin. But he is able to uh, – he, he's very – oh, God, what's the uh, – James – like James Bond in a way where he's got like – Like old school James Bond. Like yeah. old school James Bond where it's like, you know, some sort of like pen thing that, you know, he's got a cane that contains like an infrared telescope, a garage, a sleeping gas canister, beanbag rounds, like – Yeah, he's got gadgets. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. what it is. Um you know, coupled that with his alcoholism, though, like how effective are those? <laughs> you know, um, I feel like if we're talking about like um, charisma, there's a sense of luck with charisma too. So, like, even if his cane infrared gun thing didn't yeah. like went off wrong, it would still somehow. It's like look how many times he shot somebody still while completely missing. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more of a quantity over quality thing. <laughs> more stuff we can throw at him something's yeah. gotta hit yeah. <laughs> uh jim i gotta ask you did you did you fill out the archer side of this or did you fill out the archer side i of did this? yeah um do you think the crocodiles and brain aneurysms is going to come into play well i i put that under strengths because those are the only two things that he fears <laughs> okay other than I that, other than that, that yeah. he's fearless in all fights like when he's in up against people he's not afraid you yeah. know, he's jumping into gunfire, explosions. He's not afraid of any of that. He's like talking shit too while yeah, he's like yeah. rolling around, getting shot at. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't think uh, Nigel Uno is going to have the ability to put him up against a crocodile or a brain any or something. <laughs> or, so. even know to, <laughs> or even know to like try to use those tactics. Like, but imagine right. though, imagine the fight if Nigel Uno just busts out a crocodile just randomly. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, good thing I have my two by four crocodile gun. And, KND. Like, vehicle not, crocodile I was like, yeah <laughs> not that not cool. that he'd be able to like summon a crocodile but i feel like archer would definitely be the kind of person to let that slip that he's just afraid of crocodiles oh absolutely uh 100 dude like that's what i was like that's what i was saying earlier his charisma gets him in trouble mm-hmm. quite a bit because he, just, he, he talks he, too he much. just talks too much yeah yeah but it's funny it he's is funny <laughs> so funny he's a funny man and he's good at what he does, despite everything. And I also did, we've mentioned the alcohol thing a little bit, but there, there, I did put alcohol under both strengths and weaknesses. 
Uh, I did notice that. Yeah, I did notice that. There is an episode where he like fights sober, and it's just like he's not he as good. Yeah, <laughs> and like somehow the lack of inhibitions like gives him everything he needs to be a good spy, so he can just like Jesus. pass through these um, situations as long as he got substance in his system. <laughs> so um, if Nadaluno can cut off the supply. <laughs> He's going to set him off, yeah. breaking all his bottles. <laughs> Dude, Jesus, I know. <laughs> uh, one one good thing about Archer, in my opinion, is we kind of touched on it, is he is well-versed in a wide variety of gadgets. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on you With know, his cane. gadgets. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's also very adaptable in situations. So yeah. he's like, his adaptability in this, I think, is going to come into play where he's, you know, he has to set up defenses. He has to keep this kid spy or yeah. adult kid spy thing, whatever he Nailed is, it, yeah. um, away from this object. And I don't know, just him being able to adapt to certain scenarios, I think is going to be uh, a big benefit for, for Archer in this yeah, situation. He's good at winging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's what he pretty much has to do yeah. all the time. Cause literally any plan ever that they have falls through. Yeah. Especially so, with his like wild, wild coworkers. You never or, know or if they happen. if they have a good plan, because sometimes like Lana and Cyril will have a good plan, and Archer's main job is to like f- up that plan. Yeah, <laughs> like he's not. He's is, like, dude, yeah. Even when there is a plan, well, place, he can't, he can't come Cyril. up with them, and he can't follow them. If it's not a his plan, yeah. then it doesn't mean anything to him. Like and you his know, plan is usually just let's get this wrapped up so I can hit a bar. You know? Running like, guns a blazing, yeah. like yeah, mop. Um, do you think that his alcoholism is going to be so you said like he benefits from losing those like inhibitions and stuff do you think that i don't know he do you think he's going to be drunk at the start of this yes you think he's already going to be drunk at the start of it okay yeah 100 there's no way that he doesn't wake up and immediately start drinking yeah (laughs) It's like oh yeah, I have a I have a thing. They, to do they literally they like the running joke in the series is that like most of the shots that they have of Archer, he's holding a glass. And same with Mallory, his mom, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's always got a drink in his hand. Something, yeah. And when he doesn't, he's always looking for it, <laughs> like <laughs> trying to get to his next drink. Well, yeah, we heard it. We heard it in John's intro. Um, he's holding a martini in one hand and a pistol in the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. That's kind of uh, Archer in a nutshell. Doesn't he have that? He's got that little like. Doesn't he have like one of those like uh, not like a six hour like, like one of those like the like, like, like the, the noisy cricket? From yeah, he's, <laughs> doesn't he usually carry one of those little ones around all the time? Or? Yeah, I mean he's always got something. He's always packing. That's true. Except for when he goes on a blimp because he doesn't want to ignite the helium. I remember that episode, <laughs> dude. He was like, yeah. Oh man, that was such a good one too. So that's gonna wrap it up for round two. And now, before we get into uh, round three, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys what the piece of uh, information is that um, Nigel Uno is after in this competition. It is a picture of Duchess that the dog Archer has to defend to make his mother proud. <laughs> I there we go. I love the idea that Archer was told that it was something else. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah. really like his mom. So yeah. Mallory is the one that like gave him the mission mm-hmm. and uh, it told him it was something else, but really it was just a picture of Duchess. And she told, uh, she hired <laughs> Nigel Uno to infiltrate and get it to try to, to it's like a uh, training exercise to try to, to, try so to show Archer's encompass. Inco- I was like, she knows he's an yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, thought, I thought it might be that, uh, Archer's illegitimate child, Seamus, joined the kids next door or something like that. <laughs> that would be... Kids next door trying to kidnap Seamus. No, that yeah. was like... Yeah. That baby made me extremely uncomfortable in that movie. He always looks so weird. Like, he just had, like, such a weirdly round head. I don't know. It's just Doesn't like he get a tattoo? The they, they, like, get tattoos of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Seamus tattoo. Oh, man. What a weird... What a weird show that is. All right, so now that we know what Nigel Luno is after, let's dive into tonight's fight with round three. So round three, we are going to put these two to the test in different ways. Um, Carson, we'll start with uh, Nigel Uno. So he's got to break, sneak into this place, um, steal the intel <laughs> and get back out um i don't know i i think that you you hit the nail on the head earlier with the his size being a big advantage yeah i think he's going to be able to sneak around i think that archer's going to be kind of none the wiser in the beginning he's going to be you know do you I, think he knows that it's a child that's coming for this stuff because that's that's what i like to think if we're, no i don't think so i think there's going to be this big moment where Nigel like comes around the corner or comes out of the shadow or something like yeah. that. And Archer's just like really <laughs> underwhelmed. Yeah. Either way, he's going to take it as an insult. He's like, <laughs> he's going to be like, mother, I'm not a babysitter. <laughs> you know, like, um, Come get your child. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, first of all, I don't think Archer's going to do much in the way of preparation. You guys were talking about like traps and stuff and setting traps. And that's he's just not be, his style. He's going to be overconfident in he's, his ability. To, he's like, going to be, just, he's going to be wherever the intel is to guard it, but he's not going to be like doing anything. He's going to be like, when they get here, we'll just kill them and we'll be done. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that like, unfortunately, yeah, Archer's not the type that like, he's, like I said, he's overconfident. He wants to credit it all for his own. He doesn't want to think that like, you know, traps work or like stuff like that. And it's just going to end up like, I don't know. It, it's very, it's very wild to think that like, Nigel Uno is going to have a lot, which may actually come to his detriment because he's going to have a lot easier time getting into this place. Yeah. Then that may kind of freak him out a little bit. And if he's thinking about him as his normal, like, villains from the show, you know, he's not going to necessarily. He's, I think both of them are going to be over underwhelmed by each other and then yeah. surprised by the other's, like, actual abilities. <laughs> Do you think that um, Archer's stupidity is just going to, like, insult Uno? Like in the way that, <laughs> I, in the way that Archer is insulted that he's up against yeah, a child. One hundred percent. I also want to before we go too much more into the match. I want to throw out this imagery to you guys. Is everyone's going to be paired off with somebody if we end up having like the both of the crews with them <laughs> with each other? Like I like to imagine you've got like <laughs> like number three and uh, and uh, what's her name? The, the receptionist Cheryl or Carol or depending Carol. on yeah, which so season. Them too. <laughs> then you have like Lana and number five, uh, like Cyril and uh, number four, and like yeah. you know, or uh, I guess like Cyril and number two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everyone's gonna be paired off with somebody, and that those are all in of their own gonna be their own funny like 
and you know the reasonable ones like Cyril and Lana. I use reasonable very loosely. There, I, was, but, I was just uh, going to say, I was like, well, uh, uh, but they're going to resist fighting the children. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Cheryl and Archer and Pam are going to immediately. Oh my God. Dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Let me ask you, is that going to be a detriment to them though? Do you think the kids are going to get the upper hand because they refuse to fight them? No. I mean, not until, for until they see, Lana. until they see how, I don't know. I just, there'd be a, I, I guess there'd be a turning are, point. They but, are the more competent of the, the group. Yeah. But Lana also is just guns blazing, like kind of like she's not going to want to shoot number five. Like, no, she's, she's not going to kill gonna... the kid. Like she's going to try to. <laughs> she's the most level-headed one out of everyone, for lack of a better. Like yeah. none of them really are. Like, Cyril all, might like, try to kill, but <laughs> no, I think Cyril will be all right. Uh, no, once, I, I think once they insult him, once Pam they insult him, Cheryl are going to be the ones that like would most likely kill the kids. Like you know what I mean, and have to be held back. Well, if Cyril feels emasculated by number four, then. <laughs> he might try to take a shot. I think number four would make him feel emasculated, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like you know, in a weird way. But like, it's just such a fun, like, little uh, imagining, you know. Yeah. Because then you have like number two and Pam. I think would be like a, a good, yeah. like, funny matchup. Or That's like, kind of you funny know. to think that number four is kind of more Archer esque. Like he's kind of the Archer of their group, where he's always like overconfident and trying to start fights. Yeah. 100%. That's funny. But here we got. So two questions for you guys. Okay. Um, one, do you think that Archer is going to drink too much and just pass out? <laughs> no, no, he's he's got too high a tolerance. He, okay. he drinks enough to get like normal, get level. He you know? is oh, okay. yeah. like a superhuman alcoholic where yeah. like, you know what I mean? You, he like, could consume reach, so much. And it's just, like, you've got like, to the yeah. point of alcoholism where also. it's like you're not really like an alcoholic anymore just because it's just like normal day-to-day function. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why he needs it. <laughs> no, it's a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Strictly, strictly you know, make believe. Uh, the kids next door are also eating like pixie sticks or whatever, going crazy on sugar. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a metaphor for drugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to like Archer and Uno, um, it, it's very quickly going to turn into kind of a hand to hand type of situation and i think what's going to happen is <laughs> number one's going to piss off archer to no extent because he's going to be able to dodge and dip and dive and dodge and you forgot duck <laughs> oh and duck yeah sorry uh yeah um thank you for catching that joke but like as i was saying i was like i gotta do this but yeah he's gonna be able to like do a lot of like movement to get oh i almost said movement tech i've been like watching way too many like video game and playing too many video games but like um like do much like a lot of movement stuff and get away out of archer's line of sight and like be able to like get these hits in that archer is gonna expect i imagine archer's gonna get so mad at some point he's just gonna throw his gun at nigel Luno and then he's gonna get rid of his gun right there and then pull another one out from somewhere but like he's gonna end up trying to throw it and miss he's and, got a, yeah he's got guns everywhere <laughs> well, yeah, yeah look at him dude he's, he's always prepared even though he's never prepared right that's, well i mean uh, that's such a weird dichotomy like i know <laughs> well i mean there's also a chance that nigel uno will instead of trying to make it a hand-to-hand fight he'll just try to like use the other kids next door as a distraction yeah right like have them out there causing chaos with their like mustard guns and uh big old magnets or whatever i forget what they yeah have. <laughs> but plunger uh, like yeah. guns and stuff like that um, they have all kinds of different but stuff. all the while he's just stealthing to the 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 intel because he can be stealthy he's nimble yeah oh yeah absolutely or archer could just shoot him in the kneecap and just like call it call it <laughs> <laughs> 
do you think that uh, do you think that Uno is a good enough like leader? Um, I say leader because there's a lot of charisma with leadership, right? Mm. Do you think that he's able to talk Archer into just giving him the intel? <laughs> like, if he's Archer. Like, he offers him a job at Kids Next Door. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, in a weird, like, no, because he was tasked by his mother to, to protect that him. That is fair. Yeah. You know, and, and he has this inherent need to constantly please and be you know, shining in the eyes of his mother, despite like everything that or nothing that she's done for him, I guess, like growing up. But, you know, so I think I, I don't think there's a way that Nigel Uno can talk. I keep saying that yeah, it's yeah. weird saying Nigel Uno yeah. at this office, yeah. like number one, yeah. um, you know, can can talk himself into, into getting that. He's just so stubborn for uh, everybody Archer. who hasn't figured it out yet. Nigel Uno is number one. Yeah, because his name is. Uh, oh, I forgot my other question. Yes. So three minutes later, I'm going to ask my second question. Uh, all right. Uh, do you think that, so you talked about Archer not, you know, being too um, egotistical to set up traps and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that his team is going to set up traps? And do you think that Archer is going to fall into those traps? Because <laughs> he wasn't at the briefing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because he was, he was, uh, he slept in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's possible that like Lana and Cyril and them might um, might be able to set up some traps, but I really like honestly. Are they the trap type? He, though? Yeah, like, they can be. The, yeah, if it's, if it's it, a tactical thing, they would. But I also think that Archer, without fail, messes up whatever they plan. Absolutely, like that's just what. Or he does. they assume that because Archer was the one that was told to do it, they assume like, hey, mm -hmm. we're just here for backup. We're not actually here to like help protect this stuff. We're just here as like kind of like a backup in case they bring somebody else. Like Archer, this is all you. And then they find out Archer said no traps, and they're like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean you didn't set any traps? Like, you know what I mean?" Yeah, and I, I just think if we're going team versus team, mm -hmm. the kids next door are a more competent team. Yeah, they, yeah they're together, cohesive. Like, yeah. They they work together. You know, they have like that cool, like kids next door. Yeah. Battle stations. So, <laughs> and I, they all know exactly what to do. Cool, like, <laughs> like, I imagine that there is like a, let's say like a 20 minute setup time where they're allowed to use their teams. And then once that 20 minute timer counts down, Ooh, they're on their own. I think for right? the sake of this, I like that. Okay. Yeah. So okay. instead of like just sending them all at each other, it's not necessarily um, a team v team. It's which absolutely means that this match is very heavily in favor of the number one <laughs> because <laughs> they are going minutes. to spend the entire time just fighting and, and bickering and not getting anything the, accomplished. The ISIS team? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the Archer whereas, team. Yeah. Whereas you know they uh, they're gonna because uh, next door are gonna be able to like pool their resources, get Nigel into a good position, yeah, like they're gonna have be a plan of attack, and you yeah. know. Yeah, they're just gonna be like Archer, sit here and don't move. Yeah, but then he, but then that busy, yeah. So uh, Archer, just and of course has he's to gonna get the center of Correct. Yeah. So you gotta overcompensate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, that's beautiful. I think this is gonna be very interesting. Like, it would be a very interesting fight between them. Yeah, I agree. Um, any final words you guys want to say? It's good and, that you uh, feel that way because we are talking about it. <laughs> that's true as i was saying i was like yeah we're already yeah. sorry i'm distracted because no, no. there's like i'm I'm scrolling through some of like the the resources and stuff here and they have like a lot of the different numbers 
Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love that we've been saying that consistently this whole because time. Because that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. It's numbers. numbers. Uh, yeah, but I'll have to show you guys after we're done recording, like, this paragraph of numbers from, like, the organization <laughs> and stuff is so, so wild. Yeah. So that is going to do it for tonight's competition. Now we come to final judgment where we make our decisions and we want to hear from you guys too. So head on over to the Facebook group where you can cast your vote. But for now, you get to listen to us do our thing. So Jim, (laughs) I'm going to go to you first. All right. What do you think? Uh, I 100% think that this is going to be Nigel's uh, or number one's uh, win in this one. Uh, Archer is grossly uh, incompetent uh, and just really not able to like uh, when it comes down to it, unless it's like a literal life or death situation. uh, I think it's going to be very, very clear that uh, number one's going to get past him at some point uh, during Archer's ramblings and get that intel. All right. Um, Carson? What say um, you? <clears throat> I'm I'm inclined to agree. Uh, I do have a little wrinkle, but first I just want to say that I think with this specific stipulation, it's just everything's in Nigel's favor a little bit more. Archer wins his fights and missions through just excessive and gratuitous violence. <laughs> and, uh, that doesn't necessarily help him here. Um, so with with these rules set up, I do think that uh, it would be a Nigel win. I also think that there is an equal opportunity for a draw where in frustration, uh, Archer just destroys the intel. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> uh, either on purpose or on accident. He finds out what it is and yeah. he gets mad. Because that seems like a very, that seems yeah. like how the episode would end. It's yeah. just like the thing that they're after and protecting, he would just, destroy it and archer learns nothing yeah (laughs) so i i uh, leaning towards uh uno but also potential for a draw there that i think is interesting and funny interesting okay uh yeah so (laughs) to me archer is um he's extremely tactical he's um I don't know. He's just, he's adaptable to every situation and it's a hard thing to get over. But at the same time, Nigel Uno and, and the whole kids next door thing, the, the preparation, um, you know, he's just such a good spy and he's, yeah. I, I can't get over the small stature cause that's going to help him like weave yeah. in and out of spaces and stuff. So I'm actually going to agree with you guys. I'm going to go with wow. uh, kids next door. Um, yeah. With a different stipulation, it could have gone different. Yeah, I think that this one. Is. I think if we just put him in a ring and told him to fight, it'd be <laughs> wildly different outcome. Yeah. I think that. Um, I mean, you talk about incompetence. I think that Archer just doesn't care. Yeah, I think it's in a, in a way. Of both, right? yeah. Like I know that his mom tasked him with it, but she also knows he's uh, an, an f up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's definitely capable, but it is yeah, yeah. like a lack that's what, of and that's motivation. why I think I said like given that yeah. it's not a life or death situation, mm-hmm. like a life or death situation, he usually comes yeah. out on top. Yeah, yeah. But if it's not, I was like, if both of you guys said that, so if he could just freely murder Uno, he would probably <laughs> win. But but in this case, having to restrain, yeah, he could I go think, full rampage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I think he's going to, but I, I think he's going to lose. I don't think he's going to care that he lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's going to bother. This him. is such low stakes for him <laughs> specifically. 
Yeah, kind of I mean, mistakes for both of them a little bit. How many times has he like disappointed his mom though? Like every episode, yeah, he like disappoints his yeah. mom. Yeah. So it's like nothing new. This is kind of like par for the course for Archer. If right. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, we'll just <laughs> go I'm gonna go get yeah. a Bloody Mary or something. <laughs> Woodhouse, bring me a Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I used to be a kid's next door. <laughs> Shut up, Woodhouse. <laughs> Shut up, Woodhouse. <laughs> Nobody's talking. Nobody to you. cares. <laughs> Come on, Seamus. <laughs> so, with that, that is going to do it for this episode. We hope you appreciated our discussion and our decision. Uh, we are unanimous, guys. It's it's exciting, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. We want to try to find more fun stipulations for you guys too, instead of just doing like. You know, fist to fist. Fight, yeah. yeah. Um, these uh, these stipulations have been really fun. Well, it's so. cool because it, yeah, it does change the the landscape of the fight. Because when I mm-hmm. thought this was just going to be a fight, I was like, well, it's kind of anyone's. But then through the discussion, it really did become clear that it was mm-hmm. uh, it was definitely number one. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about <laughs> like, it before, where it's like it's not just about who can punch the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. there's a lot more to these discussions now. Which just, this case absolutely is Archer. Yeah. <laughs> Archer would punch the shit out of yeah. the kid. Shave uh, his bald head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd knock his sunglasses off. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, we do want you to head over to social media and follow us there on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Character Fight. And we want you to join our Facebook uh, fan stand group too, the Character Fight Night fan stand where we have discussions on our fights and uh, we want to hear from you guys too on some fights that you want to hear. We're also on YouTube now. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, like this video and subscribe to our channel and check out our other um, like, videos and subscribe. here. Like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe. Hit that bell. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we upload a new video. Uh, but for... Jim, Carson, John, and myself, of course. That's going to do it for this episode of CFN Recharged. We'll see you in the next one. And remember, let your characters do the fighting for you. See ya. See ya.